0: Hey, hey, what is up spiritual hooligan today? I want to explain my proven process for creating the Rapid Enlightenment experience and I want to just help you to speed up your process of achieving profound happiness and peace. My name is Matthew Ferry, just in case you haven't figured that one out, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. This is your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I just want to help you to quiet your mind, you know what I'm saying? Restore your peace. Get into a good place. So let's take a deep breath in together. Hold your breath and just keep doing that. Just hold your breath as long as you can. Blow out and repeat. Close your eyes if you can, if it's appropriate. If, it, if you can, not then it's okay. Just hang with me. We'll do a eyes open meditation. So repeat after me. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through to experience the purity of my own consciousness, to know that all is well, to embrace life, people, and circumstances exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including myself. Now take a deep breath in with me and connect with this idea that all is well. And the rapid enlightenment process helps you to achieve enlightened prosperity, and that means that you're in an enlightened state of peace where worry and fear become irrelevant. When I talk about prosperity, people get wacky, so I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm really speaking about the original meaning of the word prosperity, which is that you're doing well. So that may mean financially, that may mean, you know, with your family. I mean, you know, in, in general, my, my objective for you is that you are doing well everywhere and doing well is a self-defined state. So you get to decide. You get to decide if you're prosperous or not. So enlightened prosperity, it's really all is well and you're doing well. You know all is well and you're doing well in life. Now for that ha- to happen, you actually have to rise above cultural conditioning, dogma, and limiting beliefs. You have to transcend them. And in this free state, the positions of your ego get uh, abandoned. We just let them go. Essentially, all is forgiven. You see that all is well in the world. There's nothing to resist or to push against. In an enlightened state, suffering is transcended as you realize that nothing needs to be changed or altered or avoided. You know, the world is whole, complete and perfect exactly as it is. And urgency really gets replaced by this um, connection to your infinite nature and you're just in a flow state. And as a result, accomplishment becomes effortless. So if you want to create something, then you go for it. You're you're, you create it. You're, you're at peace. All is well. There's nothing to resist. It either works or it doesn't. You're at peace. All is well. There's nothing to resist. You know, look. You're here on Earth. You're participating in society. You might as well enjoy that process. So let me say it to you like this: the only thing standing in your way of experiencing enlightened prosperity is dogma. Your unexamined dogma creates a paradigm that is limiting your happiness, your success, and your self-expression. And look, when you are experiencing enlightened prosperity, you're happy. You feel successful in life no matter what's happening. And you're expressing yourself freely without fear. But unexamined dogma about yourself and life thwart you and they limit you. So here's the way to think about it. There's no way to prove if your beliefs about yourself or about the world are true, but you still believe them without even realizing it. You defend your positions and your points of view and your perspectives like they're important. Sometimes you even act like your life depends on defending these beliefs and these positions about what life is and who you are and how the world works and how, how people work. But in a nutshell, dogma, these made-up beliefs, has you experiencing life through a survival lens. You didn't even know that you were in a survival state even though you're in a thriving state. You're not, there's no need to survive, yet here you are surviving. You're following rules that don't exist. You're living via beliefs that limit you. You defend perspectives that are a figment of your imagination. You diminish yourself because you don't meet arbitrary made up standards, standards that don't even exist. You feel bad because you don't measure up to standards that aren't real. Cultural conditioning dogma limiting beliefs these things tether you and they hold you back from ascending into enlightened states because they represent survival states they literally block you from the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything else which is an enlightened state I mean, dogma makes it impossible to connect with the idea that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety because that's an enlightened state. You can't achieve an enlightened state through survival consciousness. The rapid enlightenment process is nothing more than a series of contextual shifts that destroys cultural dogma, cultural conditioning, limiting beliefs, and it replaces it with new enlightened Dogma. In other words, you have beliefs about life, death, spirituality, people, all that, right? Everything in life that you can't prove. No one can prove. I can't prove it. No one can prove it. And those beliefs cause you to see the world as limited. They create subtle barriers that don't exist. They polarize you with other people. They they position you in a way that puts you into a resistance state. I like to say it like this. If you're going to make things up, why not make things up that feel good and empower you? And that's exactly what the rapid enlightenment process does. It recontextualizes the fundamental questions about the meaning of life and your role in it, my role in it, everybody's role in it. And it strives to create the most empowering context possible. If you're going to make things up, you might as well make things up that feel good and empower you. the rapid enlightenment process exposes you to a new set of contexts that naturally cause you to move away from survival-based dogma and into enlightened dogma so you move out of a framework of survival and into a framework of thriving you know years ago kristen was having a dinner with a group of people that that she met at a seminar and at the end of the meal someone offered to pick up the check and treat everybody to dinner and one of the women just said oh Thank you very much. You know, I have a track record of getting things for free, and that, I think that's so great. Thank you. And, and Kristen was like, What? I and mean, she literally thought, Wait a second, there's an awesome context to live inside of. It's literally an effective set of dogma. There's no right way or wrong way to be in that situation. It's just a context, it's just a perspective. What empowers you? What degrades you? So I know that you were born predisposed. To unique behaviors and perspectives and you just have to admit this about yourself right you you don't know how you got this way and if you're being honest you're not like your siblings your aunts your uncles your brothers your sisters your mom your dad you might have some things in common but you got your own thing going on you see things differently differently than people. You were born with a set of irrational fears, a set of um, beliefs about life and people and things that, 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 that weren't just your conditioning. There was something else going on there. And if you have kids, you can see that clearly. Your kids come in, and while they, they adopt many of your beliefs, they got their own thing going on. We're predisposed to certain ways of being. And you have no idea where these propensities and preferences came from. And neither do I, and neither does science. We try to say that it comes from our genes, but we can't seem to figure it out. To really illustrate my point, I wanna give you some examples of cultural conditioning, dogma, and limiting beliefs to consider. I'm gonna keep it short. I'm just gonna refer to it all as dogma, okay? So there's cultural dogma. Men work, women raise the babies get a job start a family say for retirement you have to put your kids needs above your own find a good man who can take care of you you need to marry uh to need to get married to be validated that you're a good man here's some religious dogma you got to follow the rules in the book god is judging you god will be offended if you say the wrong thing I have to tithe. I have to give money away. I have to re- recite incantations. I have to chant. I need to pray, right? Heaven and hell, blah, blah, blah. How about some sexual dogma? Sex is dirty. Sex is sacred. Sex is private. Sex is only for married people. It's all dogma. It's all made up. What about atheist dogma? There is no God, there is no purpose to life. Birth, life and death, they're all random. My actions have no impact on the greater whole. It's all dogma, it's all made up. What about success dogma? I have to get a college degree. When I accomplish X, then I can stop working. The more I achieve, the happier I will be. Successful people had to compromise their values to get ahead, it's dogma. My family is successful, so I have to be successful, dogma. I don't have the same advantages that other people have, dogma. We have money dogma too. Money's bad. It's just dogma. Money's good. I have to save money. I have to give money to charity. Rich people are unethical. Poor people are lazy, blah, blah, blah. My value is determined by my bank account. I have to make a certain amount of money each year in order to feel accomplished. It's all dogma. What about your body? we got dogma about the body too. I have to work out in, in order to stay healthy. Pampering yourself is a luxury. Others thrive on little sleep, I have to get more sleep. Others get le- uh, more sleep, I get less sleep. I have to get up early in order to be successful. Over time, each and every one of us accidentally accepts a set of dogma or beliefs about the world about people, about life, and then we just, we fill in the gaps, you know what I mean? It's like, we have sort of like these big rocks of beliefs and ideas, and then we have to like fill in the gaps, to, and we're just basically making guesses about what's really going on. Some of it's cultural, some of it's gender-based, some of it's familial. The origin, it really doesn't matter in the end. You can't answer life's fundamental questions, but that doesn't stop you from making up a story and defending it like you know the answers. So let's be honest. Human beings seem to be hardwired to develop stories about the meaning of life, how to live, what happens when you die, what, you know, what it means to be a good person. And whatever version of the story we adopt, it isn't the truth. It's just dogma, it's just made up because the meaning of life, how to live, what happens when we die, what it means to be a good person, all that stuff lives in the realm of unprovable. It's just conjecture. It's just a made up story. Unexamined limiting dogma is what blocks you from experiencing a quiet mind because unexamined limiting dogma keeps you in survival consciousness, which is the source of the negative thinking and the and the, the franticness in your mind. The rapid enlightenment process is a series of contextual shifts that destroy limiting dogma and replace it with new dogma, and that new dogma removes the motive for thinking, your mind goes quiet and you experience an enlightened state. Pervasive peace, total trust in the universe, knowing that all is well, confidence, joy, certainty. That's what it means to experience an enlightened state. Now there are four components specifically to the rapid enlightenment process. And this is something that I've been working on for decades. And we've, fi- we've finally seen in the last few years it just just really coming together into a guaranteed way to get people's minds to go quiet and get them to get into a state of peace. doesn't mean you stay there forever, right? You have, like anything, you have to practice. But here's, here's the deal. Number one, you have to see the mind as a survival mechanism. It's what I call the drunk monkey. So that's the first thing. If, you, if you're if you unable to see the mind, if this is an awareness process, right? So awareness makes you flexible, which reveals new options, and that makes you power, powerful, okay? So seeing the mind as a survival mechanism is an awareness part of the process. I call that the drunk monkey. You've probably have seen many of my posts about the drunk monkey. But number two is understanding what causes the drunk monkey to talk. So in my seeking to get this negative thinking to stop and to go into the most empowered state possible for myself personally, initially I was trying to dominate the drunk monkey, change the drunk monkey, thwart the drunk monkey, train the drunk monkey to do other things. I was doing all the things that we did in personal development and, and it was just, all I was doing was I was in the, the personal development prison Because I was just using survival consciousness to try and create thriving consciousness or enlightened consciousness. It doesn't work. So number two is you have to understand what causes the drunk monkey to talk and you have to remove its motive for thinking. It's what I call the hidden motives to survive. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, resistance, lazy, pride. Those 10 things, if you can spot them and then you can go through the process of releasing them, then the motive for your thinking disappears and your mind chatter stops and you become present to the oneness. Number three in the four-step process of the rapid enlightenment process is transcending the mind's limiting dogma, re-languaging thing. It's what I, it's what I call recontextualization and it is changing things from a a survival context to a thriving context to a enlightened context. That is probably the master skill in the whole process. And then number four is piercing through the veil of the denial mechanism using an esoteric healing process that I learned from my mentor, Dr. Hawkins, called applied kinesiology, more commonly called muscle testing. We look to see what strengthens you and what weakens you. Because when you're strong, you're in a thriving state and when you're weak, you're in a survival state. And many of the beliefs and the ideas that you have actually cause the body to fundamentally go weak. So those are the four components of the rapid enlightenment process. When you recontextualize the fundamental questions about the meaning of life and your role in it, you naturally begin to create an empowering context. And that empowering context literally causes the mind to go quiet. You get into a quiet mind state and that's the measurement that we typically use for the degree to which you're experiencing an enlightened prosperity. How quiet is the mind and how courageous are you as a result? Because when you're empowered, you aren't fearful. You know, You're you're not concerned about the future. You're not experiencing stress in the moment. You see the perfection in all things. You honor and appreciate people exactly as they are. And in in that state, there's no need for the survival mind to talk at all. There's nothing to strategize about. There's no past to lament. There's no future to worry about. There's only this present moment and the enjoyment of it. So the Rapid Enlightenment process exposes you to a new set of contexts that naturally causes you to move away from survival-based dogma and move into enlightened dogma. And that, my friend, is my commitment to you. So my name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Thanks for tuning in to this Daily Enlightenment.